patient comes in to your primary care clinic and he's very shaken up. When you ask him what's going on, he pulls out his phone and shows you the commercial which he just watched, which was one of those anti-smoking ones with the creature crawling out of the box and all. He wants to quit smoking, but has failed to do so in the past. How can you help him? Hey everyone, welcome back to the Rick You Podcast, where we are keeping you up to date on all clinical research. Last week we discussed an article uh, describing dual antiplatelet threat therapy after TIA. Today we're going to bring you an article published just a couple of weeks ago in JAMA, Initiating Pharmacologic Treatment in Tobacco-Dependent Adults. This was published on January 19, 2021. So tobacco use is the leading cause of preventable disease and death in the world. Yet, it remains prevalent, with 14% of U.S. adults reporting current cigarette use in 2019. While 55% of U.S. cigarette smokers have attempted to quit in the previous year, only 7.5% succeed. People need both behavioral and pharmacotherapy. This guideline was written to provide evidence-based practical guidance for the component of pharmacotherapy. The article describes two medications plus the nicotine patch, so it talks about bupropion and varenicline. Daniel, why don't you give us some background about these medications and uh, give us some sketchy farm if it's going to help jog our memories. Sure, Gabe, I'd love to. So varenicline, if you recall from sketchy farm, was in the quick mart sketch. And basically, it's a partial agonist of the nicotinic cholinergic receptor. So since it's a partial agonist, that means that it will give you some of the effects of nicotine, but it also blocks the receptor from any other stimulus to go through. So if someone were to smoke after that, they wouldn't get the full effects of the nicotine. And since it's a partial agonist, you can avoid the withdrawal symptoms if you stop smoking. I guess that's a win-win for varenicline. Oh man, Gabe, we discussed you're not supposed to make these types of jokes anymore. Alright, alright, let's move on to bupropion. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, bupropion. That's in the sketchy of NetDatPro, and we all know that pros don't smoke. So that basically is a dual inhibition of norepi and dopamine reuptake. So it basically avoids the crash of when a person stops smoking. This is because it blocks the reuptake of the dopamine, so it just sits there floating around doing its thing. Which brings us to our last treatment option, which is a nicotine patch, which is a patch of nicotine. And there is no sketch on this, unfortunately. And let's turn this over to Jack for our data. Alright, so let's delve into this article. So this article is a systematic review of 11 randomized controlled trials, and they found five key takeaways. The first was comparing varenicline to a nicotine patch. Now, varenicline was associated with an increased likelihood of abstinence at six-month follow-up compared with a nicotine patch. Secondly, they found that the use of varenicline plus a nicotine patch was associated with an increased abstinence compared with varenicline alone. However, this is a conditional recommendation since varenicline plus a nicotine patch can lead to increase in severe adverse effects. The third point is that they did a systematic review of four randomized control trials. Now these four compared varenicline with bupropion, and varenicline was associated with a greater likelihood of absence. With that, point number four is that they compared six to 12 weeks of pharmacotherapy 
versus an extended duration greater than 12 weeks. And they found that greater than 12 weeks was associated with an increased abstinence and reduced relapse. Lastly, for smokers not ready to abstain from tobacco use, they, uh, but they agreed to initiate tobacco dependence treatment, there were two double-blind randomized control trials with a maximum follow-up of up to 12 months and they saw that patients who received varenicline were twice as likely to eventually abstain compared with those receiving placebo, although varenicline had a non-significant increase in a risk for severe side effects. So the main idea is that even for those that are unwilling to, to quit tobacco but just would like to try something, varenicline was proven that it would help them eventually abstain from smoking. So basically what you're saying, Jack, is that varenicline was superior against monotherapy of a nicotine patch or bupropion and um, using varenicline beyond the six to 12 week uh, regimen showed improved outcomes in abstinence and relapse. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but Jack, you also mentioned that if you use varenicline along with the nicotine patch, that it might actually work better but has some adverse effects. Uh, could you please explain to me what those effects are? Sure. So. Some of the uh, potential adverse effects could be nausea, headache, and insomnia. And they found that some of this is maybe dose-dependent. Now, interestingly enough, in 2009, based on indirect evidence, the FDA issued a black box warning for varenicline due to potential psychiatric adverse effects. Now, this warning was removed in 2016 based on the EAGLES clinical trial. And this found that there was no increase in neuropsychiatric adverse effects with varenicline compared with placebo or a nicotine patch. Now, when you compare varenicline against other modalities, the rates of severe adverse effects were observed to be comparable or even lower for varenicline. So if this is such a win for varenicline, as our poet told us, why isn't this more widely prescribed? So the article mentioned a few barriers. Uh, one barrier could be the cost, which is an estimated direct cost for one month of therapy is $275 for varenicline, $221 for bupropion, and $139 for nicotine replacement therapy. So it looks like one month of varenicline is more expensive. However, recent data supports that varenicline is the most cost-effective approach. I'm assuming that's because it actually works better than the rest of them. Yes. Additionally, other barriers can include the fact that there's uneven insurance coverage and there's a perceived ineffectiveness of pharmacotherapy among uh, practitioners. And lastly, that there's a lack of tailored guidance on what to do uh, with a smoker that wants to quit smoking that comes to the office. So this article is coming to give the doctor a uh, bullet point guideline on what to do. Well, so as of 2021, research shows that varenicline is the pharmacologic agent of choice to help people quit smoking. Lastly, behavioral therapy is an established and effective treatment that should always be used as part of any treatment plan. So now let's say you're doing your rotation at outpatient uh, primary care and the attending asks you, what do you want to do for this patient uh, that needs help quitting smoking? What do you tell the doctor? So what you can say is, is that, oh, there's a new article that came out in the JAMA as of January 2021 
that has a strong recommendation for a 12-week regimen of varenicline along with continued uh, behavioral uh, therapy at each visit. Thank you, everybody, for listening to our podcast today. And Daniel, what question will you have us ponder today? Well, I was actually wondering. I was always told that the best way to convince someone to do something is to give them a positive incentive. Now, for smoking commercials, I have yet to see one. I see all these scary things about people losing fingers, toes, arms, legs, you know, trachs, um, and that scary creature that always haunts me. But why can't they just show them how much money they could save if they just quit smoking? Um, I'm told from Gabe, I wouldn't know this myself, that a pack of cigarettes in New York City costs about $13. Um, 13 times 10 times 365. So it'll cost about $47,000 over the course of 10 years if someone smokes. So why can't they just show like, like a nice car or something like this is what you could have if you stop smoking? I think the obvious answer is because it's not a Geico commercial and we just want to scare the bejesus out of people. <laughs> Gabe, this is part of what we spoke about. If you have any better answers or questions or comments, you could always reach us at the Ricky team on Facebook or Twitter. Thanks for listening.